Hey everyone. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, so I me- I mentioned before how I finally finished the James Brown discography, and the big thing with that was, so while I was doing that, the only other music I was listening to was like Future, Drake, Kanye. So I wasn't really into like the new new artists. And since I've finished it, I've just been going through artists that I like really never listened to before. So I finished all of like uh, Polo G, Pop Smoke, um, probably a couple of them. I just can't remember right now. And the newest one I started recently was Baby Keem. And I I truly feel like he's the most interesting rapper out right now and i don't i was gonna, i was gonna say off the court but like not off the court you know what it is off the court like off the court like i don't know like i don't know what rappers and celebrities are doing off the field <laughs> but i i think just rapping and music wise he's the most interesting rapper because firstly he's very talented so like he's got all these sounds, his voice is pretty good, and you know he can be exciting. He can be, um, you know, very monotone if he needs to be. And the way the way I feel about him is how people felt about Young Thug in like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, where it's like, yeah, it's not that good, but, but. There's a lot of potential here. There's a lot of potential here. And that's how I feel about Baby Keem. He's the most... He has the most songs where... When I'm listening to it... I'm like, yo, this is fucking amazing. This is great. I'm saving this. I'm only halfway through. But I'm saving this. I put it in my playlist already. And then he'll say like the wildest... Dumbest shit ever. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I gotta take it out. Fuck. He had me in the first half. He had me in the first half. Damn it. So I actually, you know, there, I was actually going to do this, but it was just going to take way too long, so I didn't. Um, I was going to go through every song and talk about how, you know, how he quote-unquote ruins it. And I only did a couple songs, just from one album. So this was Die For My Bitch, which, by the way, fire album title fucking amazing die for my bitch which is also like pretty interesting because like are you dying for your bitch or is someone else dying for your bitch like yo i'll 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 kill you for my bitch you know just just interesting you know because everyone always assumes like you know die for my bitch like yeah i'll die for my bitch but it's like no i actually i actually wouldn't I'll, i'll kill for her though like you you'll die for her though so on stats, the first song, it's going great. You know, he's humbling these models. You know, he's like, yo, I got all this money now. But then when he talks about humbling the models, he talks about like how Bojack Horseman makes a joke and no one gets it. So he's like, you get it? Like, you know, orange soda, you get it? Like, come on. So he's like, you know, I humble this model, a real model, like not fake. She's real. 
promise you. Like, do you guys understand? She's a real model. It's not a fake model. She's, you know, she's got all these followers, you know. It, 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 it's really Bojack Horseman-like. Um, and then he just randomly, you know, lets us know he's not a virgin, which, okay, awesome. Very cool. Um, and then he says one of my favorite lines in rap history, where he says, you know, I don't even feel b- bad about getting my girl back. Because I was born to get her back, which is like a fucking mood, honestly. Um, on Honest, the next song, he says, yeah, nothing weird. The beat was really good. Um, then he then he said some real shit where he was like, you know, you all, you, you know, you're always right. And you throw it in my face. You know, these little fights, you know, turn into like these big ass storm ass fights, which is a, which is fact. Like it, it's never one little thing. That starts off that big fight. It's never like, oh, you drank my last ginger ale. Fuck you. Ah, I hate you. You know, it's never like sometimes like jokingly it's like that, but it's never like serious, serious. It's not about the ginger ale can. It's about how, you know, you left too early at that party one time or, you know, you didn't say I love you. You said I-L-Y. You know, it's about how... You know, you're too friendly with these bitches. It's never, it's a hundred other things. It's never just about the ginger ale can. It never is. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty good. The next song, I think it was called, uh, Invented? Is that what it was called? No way. What's it called? Okay, I'm, I'm, I wrote it down, so Invented is this. Uh, he says he loves his girl, but he's fucking her friends. Made a tape of him fucking her friends. Pretty wild to just put on a side. It's also like, how does that impact the family, bro? Like, you just got, you just like fucking all your girls' friends. You don't think like they're gonna find out about this, especially because you got like a tape out and you're telling everyone you got a tape out. Just some wild shit. It also made me think about just like cheating in general in terms of that, because I've never thought about cheating as like, this huge fucking deal. Like, obviously... Like, it's a big deal. But, like, some people are like... Oh, it's the worst thing you can do to someone. I'm like, no, not really. I feel like there's too much put on to cheating. That's why a lot of times people feel so horrendous when they get cheated on. I'm not saying it's, like, okay. And if someone leaves, I'm, like, 100% fine with that. If, you know, they get cheated on, they're like... Fuck that, it's never gonna work. I don't care. I get that, like, it makes sense, like, sometimes, I think I, I could, I would probably be like that, too, but I've never been, like, yeah, this is the worst thing you can ever do, but I was just thinking about, like, what it does to a family, because, like, a lot of time when a, a couple with, like, kids, when they get divorced, and it's because of cheating, I don't think they ever mention it to the kids that it was cheating, because they don't want, like, the kids looking at the mom all horrible or looking at the dad all horrible. But when, like, like when baby came that you, I love my girl, but I'm fucking your friends. And we made a tape. You know, his, his kids are going to listen to that if he ever has, like, a kid with that girl that he loves. And they're going to be like, what you mean you fucking your friends? You fucking my mom's friends? You're supposed to be my dad, you fucking your friends? And you got a tape? That's ridiculous. It also made me think about... that shows suits because the main guy in it Harvey he has like a tremendous family like 
him, his dad, his brother, his mom are super close. And then one day, he walked in on his mom cheating on his dad. And now now he's like in this place where it's like, yo, should I tell my dad about this and just ruin this family that we have? Or should I just keep it? Should I just keep the secret? And... You know, we continue on with this family because, fa- like, family really is dope. Like, it really is, like, big fire. Um, you know, my family's not even, like, the closest. But I remember just a month or two ago, uh, my brother and his wife came over to just visit for, like, a week or two. I can't remember right now. And, you know, we, we went and we went places and did stuff. But a lot of times we were at home. I was in my room. They were like the, they were like in the living room, and just felt nice. So I was just thinking about like, yo, do you really want to ruin that? But then it's also fucked up because I, in this situation it was also fucked up because he's not really ruining it. She ruined it by cheating. But it's also like now you you have the chance to like let it go. I don't know. It was it was a tough decision for him. I mean, it's a fake character, but still, I imagine I imagine someone in real life has been in that situation. Um, anyways, let's go to the next song. I, I think I did that song. Uh, oh, uh, Rockstar P. I think it was Rockstar. I, I don't know if it's just called Rockstar P, but I remember what it was. I think you can guess the P. Um, I like the beat. He says he loves her. But he's got to hide her from her, from his friends. Or, no, he says he's got to, if he marries her, he's going to just hide away with her somewhere. Because if he doesn't, his boys are going to try to fuck her. And my thought to that was just, yo, why don't you guys just stop fucking each other's girls? Like, I just don't get it. I remember Future on Rockstar Chain was like, yo, I got to fuck all these rappers girls because I know they're fucking my girl. And I was just like, why don't you guys just stop fucking each other's girls? Like, it just does, it just does not seem that complicated or hard. That's just what I think. I don't know. That's just, I guess that's just me being dumb. It's just me thinking too much, you know. I don't understand the Rockstar dynamic, I guess. I guess you have... Like, once you become a Rockstar, I guess you do have to fuck other people's girls. I guess. I don't know. I'm not a Rockstar, so I guess I can't really comment on it. So that was just, like, four or five of the first seven, eight songs on Die For My Bitch. Like, I was going to go through all of them. I just couldn't, like... I just... Because uh, it was already late at night, and I had already... I was tired. I couldn't, I couldn't listen to the whole album. So, yeah, Baby Keem's the most interesting rapper out right now. Because of his sound, his subject matter, how surprising he is. So, you know, I'm very excited. I, and I do like him. Like, when he when he releases something new, I do listen to it, like, almost immediately. So I am a fan. And uh, let's move on to the Southwest Division. I believe that, I believe that's what it's called. <laughs> please be right. Actually, I don't, I don't, like... I don't know why I'm saying please. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I can just correct that. But it is a Southwest division. And let's start off with the Memphis Grizzlies that were 38 and 34. 15th offense, 15th in offense, 6th on defense, which is a shock because Jaron Jackson Jr. missed 
pretty much the entire season. So they had Jaw out there, below average defender. Jonas out there, below average defender. Uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, all NBA defender in my opinion. Like not first team, but like definitely second team. Kyle Anderson, above average defender. And who the fuck else was their starter? I can't even... Oh, Grayson Allen. Like, solid. Like, okay. And, um, you know, just from who's... And, like, they just have so many good players. Like, just if you look at last year, Ja, Dylan, Jonas, Kyle, Grayson, Brandon Clark, uh, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, Xavier Tillman, Ty, uh, Tyus Johnson... Tyce Jones, not Johnson. Uh, so, like, they have, like, so many good fucking players. And, uh, you know, Diang, Diang's still pretty good. Well, I, I think he got traded with the Spurs. So I don't think he counts. Uh, so, now this year, just let's just look at the players that they have. Steven Adams, Dylan Brooks, Anderson, Jaw, Jaron, Melton, Tyus, uh, Brandon Clark. Baines. So that's like, and Tillman, that's 10 deep once again. 10 deep once again. And uh, the, the thing with them is just, I think at some point you have to trade some of these okay players for like one good all-star type player. Like you have to pack, and the, and I forgot to mention the guy Zaire Williams that drafted him. I think they moved up to draft him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think they have to trade a couple of their good players to get a great player. Like, you have to trade, you know, Brooks, Bain, and, you know, a couple picks to get, like, one, you know, top 35, 40 player. That's the type of stuff you have to do because, it like, the depth is, like, very nice. But if you are a team that thinks you are a great drafting team... Well, you would hope that you can just get some of that back. Like you can find another, you know, Desmond Bain or Tillman, and you know, you know stuff like that. Um, but their over under is forty one and a half, so five hundred team. They were above five hundred last year, and that was with Jaron Jackson, you know, missing essentially the whole season. I do think they downgraded from. Jonas to Steven Adams. You know, Jonas was a bucket. Like, in the post, he's a bucket. He's a force down low. And, uh, you know, Steven Adams shot like 45% from the free throw line. And if you look at Steven Adams, he de- he's declined athletically just an insane amount for someone who's only 28 years old. So, I thought that was a downgrade. But they're getting Jaron Jackson Jr. back. Uh, they lost, um, what's the name? Uh, fuck. Grayson Allen. So I imagine the starting lineup's gonna be Job, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson, and Steven Allen. That's a good fucking lineup. That's a really good fucking lineup. And off the bench, you got Tyus, um, uh, what's his name? Melton, Bain, Tillman, and probably one more guy that I'm forgetting. Probably one more guy that I am forgetting. Brandon Clark. So you have a five-man unit coming off the bench that's pretty fucking solid too, and I just think this team is a. I just think this team is really good. Like them being sixth in defense last year, I just I'm 
so impressed with Taylor Jenkins on how he was able to do that because that roster does not scream out, you know, top six in defense. It screams out more like 13th, 14th in defense, especially with, I've mentioned like 30 times up, especially with Jaron Jackson out. Like, it doesn't seem of a great defense, which is technically what they were. Um, You just look at this roster, it's like, 19 points, 17, 17, 12, 10, 10, 15, 9, 9. Like, it's pretty insane. Um, I think their X factor is tough. It's tough because do you want to go with, like, oh, Jaron Jackson? Because I already know Jaron Jackson's good. Like, I already know that. Uh, ja, and Jaw's the interesting one where it's, like, do I want to say if he can take the next step? I think that's a pretty big thing to ask. So I'm going to say their X factor. Jesus, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, I'm going to say two things. One, John Morant's jumper. If he can shoot 35% on four attempts a game, I think I think that's going to be a massive improvement to his game. And it's going to help them a lot because he can just do a lot more things then. You know, you have to guard him at the open three. And he's probably the quickest guy in the... Nah, probably De'Aaron Fox. He's probably the second quickest guy in the NBA. So you can make an open three. They have to guard you out there. You can get to the rim easier and create for others. The other one is uh, Steven Adams. Can you be a defensive um you know, I guess, can you be better than what you were on defense last year? Can you do that? Uh, the other one, Brandon Clark, can you shoot some threes? Because you shot them in your first year, but last year you shoot 26%. Your true shooting's not even that good. It wasn't that good, right? Like, I'm not making that up. A 56 for a guy who's typically just in the paint, like, that's not good at all. Last year, he was 66 in the same amount of games, same amount of minutes. Last year it was 66. How you dropped by 10% in, two sh- in true shooting? And your distance didn't change that much. You know, I said it last year, like, the man shot 52% from inside the paint. And people were like, oh, my God. You know, this is just what he is. All-star. Shot, like, 50% from mid-range. Oh, my God. Amazing. All-star. All-star. This year he shot 42% from in the paint. Not at the rim, just in the paint. And 37% from mid-range. So those numbers are either... So I guess this year we're going to find out which numbers were true. Or if he's just like in the middle of those numbers. Because if he's in the middle of those numbers, that's a that's really good. Because he because he's a really good finisher at the rim. And on top of that, he's a good defender. He's a good defender. And I think what their goal should be is we start, you know, Steven Adams at center. But our closing lineup is Jaw. Dylan, Kyle, Clark, Jackson. Like, that should be their closing lineup. Um, other than that, like, their X factors. Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, Ja takes another step. I think that's too insane. Jaron Jackson takes another step. Like, those are hard things to, like, telling someone to go from, like, an all-star type player to, like, a star. That's a big thing to ask. Like, so I can't really do that. And I'm not going to. So I think the two big X, the three X factors are Brandon Clark, can you shoot? John Moran, can you shoot? Steven Adams, can you get back to like being a above average defender? 
And for the 41 and a half, I would say the over. I think they're like a 44, 45 win team, honestly. Who is after that? Let's see. The divisions are so annoying, but I've already I've already decided on them, so I have to do it. New Orleans Pelicans. Let's get to them. They were 31 and 41. Twelfth in offense, but their offense was much better like once Zion took over as like point forward. And their defense improved throughout the season as well. Like their expected win loss was a five hundred team, so they lost a lot of close fucking games. And Eric Bledsoe himself was like yeah, you know, at the end of the Knicks game, yeah, we, I lost focus. That happened. So that was very annoying. And they lost a lot of close games just like that. You know, for getting to foul or leaving someone open that they shouldn't have. You, you know uh, you know, your team is going nowhere when Eric Bledsoe plays the most minutes on your team? Eric Bledsoe played the most minutes on this team. That's insane. That should never happen on any team ever. Um, and he was just out there, like, not playing defense, not doing anything. He's doing nothing. Like, how do you have a backcourt of Lonzo and Bledsoe when you think about it and you're like, yeah, our defense sucks. It's because Eric Bledsoe just gave up. He wasn't in the passing lanes. He wasn't blocking shots. Uh, he wasn't doing anything. I thought he was really bad last year. I thought it, I thought there, there was a chance for him to get, like, another payday, and he completely just took the year off. Um, So from last year to now, they lost Lonzo, Bledsoe, Steven Adams and uh, JJ Redick, but he didn't. Like, he got traded anyways, and he didn't play for them. Uh, this year they have Ingram, Valanciunas, Hart, who they paid, Devontae Graham, Zion, Thomas Satoransky, Jackson Hayes, Garrett Temple, Kiara Lewis, uh, Nikhil, Najee Harris. Najee Marshall, not not Najee Harris. That's the NFL player. Um, who else is gonna play for them? I don't. Oh, Trey Murphy. I think he's gonna play a lot for them. Willie Hernan Gomez. I think he's gonna play some for them. Their starting lineup. I imagine my guess would be Devonte, Nikhil, Ingram, Zion, Valanciunas, off the bench with Kyra, Josh Hart, Trey Murphy. Najee Marshall and Jackson Hayes probably like they're so their X factor what what they say their X factor is Jackson Hayes I've watched a lot of Jackson Hayes I don't see it on defense at all like he can block some shots but I don't think he's a good defender at all and I don't think he's very strong I think he's gonna get bullied at the rim a lot so I don't see him being their X factor I think their X factor really is probably Nikhil because Nikhil has a lot of tools of being a good shooter and a good defender and like a secondary playmaker. Uh, the other one is Trey Murphy because if Trey Murphy is like pretty solid, he can play with Ingram and Zion, make some three, spread the floor for them, and play like Zion small ball five with him at the four or him at the five, I suppose. And I think their other X factor is, and I don't think this is unfair. If Zion just stays the same player, Ingham just stays the same player, but they fucking give a shit on defense, I think that's going to be huge for them. Like, it matters, like, if your best players are playing defense or not. Like, that trickles down. If you look at, like, LeBron teams, like, just look at the 2016 Cavaliers and then go look at the 2017 Cavaliers. 
The 2016 Cavaliers had zero. I guess not zero. They they should not have been a top 10 defense, but they were a top 10 defense. The 2017 Cavaliers, essentially the same team. They were like 29th or something on defense because they stopped giving a fuck. They won the championship and they were like, you know what? Let's take it easy. We've already shown we can be a top 10 defense. So we don't really have to do this in the regular season. And that starts with your best players. Your best players stop giving a fuck. The rest of your team's going to start stop giving a fuck. So if Zion and Ingram are not playing defense, the rest of the guys aren't going to play defense. They're not going to be, you know, trying their hardest or whatever. So I think their X factors are Ingram and Zion just trying on defense. And if Trey Murphy can be like a legit like stretch big for them, if Jackson Hayes can be something I don't think he can be, which is, you know, a um, defensive anchor, not like at the best level, but like in 2K terms, you know, they have the bronze, silver, gold, Hall of Fame. Can he just be a bronze level? Can he just be that? Uh, and the other X factor is Nikhil just getting better. The thing with Nikhil was he just couldn't finish at the rim for some reason. Or else he would have been, you know, like a really solid player this just last year. Because he improved from his rookie year to uh, last year by a lot. By a lot. Um, you know, his true shooting went up by like 50%. And, uh, you know, his mid-range went up a lot. His finishing at the rim went up a lot. And his threes, like to say the same, but like you can tell that he doesn't take regular threes. He takes a lot of takes a lot more difficult threes, and he just launches them. But one problem he had was finishing at the rim, only forty eight percent, and that's not good at all. You know, an average guard finishes like sixty percent at the rim, and you know, for him to be six six, pretty strong, pretty not 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 great athlete, but pretty strong, and to not be able to finish at the rim, that's a big concern. But that's something I think he can figure out. And get better at. So those are the X factors. I would. What are, what is their over under? Thirty nine and a half. So another five hundred team. Um. I would say under. Honestly, I don't like what they did this this off season. You know, losing Lonzo, bringing in Devonte Graham. Like, I don't like what they did. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the under. And I feel pretty confident in the under too. Like unless unless Giannis. I mean not Giannis. Unless Zion is like. That guy, and I think he's very fucking good, but is he is he that guy where he can just lead an offense and, you know, he's so dominant on offense that it doesn't even matter that, you know, we're, we're the 18th best defense? You know, we'll see. We'll see. So, I'm, I would say the under on that, though. I would say the under. The Rockets are at 26 and a half. And I think the Rockets are going to be somewhat interesting you know they're not they said they're not going to be playing um what's the name john wall because kevin porter jr you know is their point guard and i actually i actually like agree with that because i think kevin porter jr is actually like pretty good and i think he's going to be really good i think his handles are nasty he's he's so fucking explosive and if i were the cavaliers i would not have traded him at all there's zero chance i would have traded traded him he would have had to done like some real, like, criminal-type shit for me to, like, get rid of him. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's it called? Who are they... Who did they lose? Uh, not this year. I'm talking about last year. Who did they lose from last year? They had, like, 30 guys play for them. 
was it 30 or even more than that it's yeah 30 guys that's insane um not play by play uh let's just go on total minutes uh so Jashan Tate he's 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 good he's gonna play for them uh Christian Wood of course is gonna play John Wall is not gonna play from everything I know Sterling Brown is gone Kevin Martin Jr. I believe is still on the team PJ Tucker wasn't there half the season, and he's still sixth on their minutes played. Daniel House is going to play. Olenek is gone. Kevin Porter Jr. is going to play. Eric Gordon is probably going to play. David Nwaba, they signed back. Um, who else is even going to be on this team? What the fuck? Let's see, whatever. Let's go on the next one. Let's go on this year's. Let's go on this year's. Let's, let's go on this year's roster. All right, John Wall is still on the roster, but he's not playing. Eric Gordon hopefully is healthy. Christian Wood hopefully is healthy. They got Jalen Green. They got Tice. I think Augustine's still on the roster for some reason. Uh, Navaba, House. Did they get Seku? Did they sign Seku? A pretty interesting pickup. Uh, Shangun. I think they re-signed Dante. They have Kevin Porter Jr., Deshaun Tate, uh, Kevin Martin Jr., my guess would be the starting lineup is Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Jay Sean, Wood, and Tice. That would be my guess. And that's a solid lineup. You know, I keep hearing about Jalen Green is going to be like Anthony Edward of last year. But I, I feel like Jalen Green is a great athlete. Anthony Edwards is a top 1% athlete that's ever been in the NBA. That dude is a freak a freak. And he's so strong too. Like the dude is a tank. He's a tank and he's a freak athlete. Like Jalen Green, I don't think it's that type of athlete. And he's not that big. Because Anthony Edwards already had like a grown man body coming in. And Jalen Green does not have that. So like, while I'm, I'm not saying I'm like low on him or anything like that. But I just don't think we'll see like the highs that... Anthony Edwards showed for like 40 games to end the season. I don't think we'll see that. I think we'll see it occasionally every now and then. But I'm not expecting like an Anthony Edwards type season from Jalen Green. Um, Shangun, I think he's got some talent. Like Kevin Porter Jr. I really like. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be like 17 points, 5, 6 rebounds, 6, 7 assists. Um, so he's going to be good. Jay Sean, I like. Jalen Green, I think he's going to be like around 17, 18 a game. Um, Christian Wood, he's going to be all right. Um, Tice is always solid. Their bench, though. Eric Gordon, hopefully if he's healthy. House, Shangun. Uh, I don't know after that. Like I don't know who's playing after that. Is John Wall going to be playing some backup point guard? I don't know. Maybe. Is Augustine going to be playing? You know, Garuba, you know, pretty uh, defensive-minded center. Maybe he gets some minutes off the bench. Um, or maybe just start him, honestly. Just see what you have in him. It's like, it's not like Daniel Tice is like, um, you know, some young prospect that you're trying to figure out what he is. Like, go for Garuba. Just, just, see, what you, just see what you have in him. You know, Exum. Like, they're, like, it's a bunch of, like, just okay players. And... I think 26 and a half wins is probably just like about what they're going to be. Like they're going to be a fun team to watch. 
but 26 wins is probably what they feel like. Uh, their X factor, like, for what? Like, to do what? Uh, but if I had to pick, I would say Kevin Porter Jr. Because for a rookie like Jalen Green, I don't know what you're going to get from him. Christian Wood, I think he's solid, and I think he's going to continue just being solid. I don't think he can get better. Like, like the problems that he has are that he's a bad tweener. Like, AD is, like, the perfect one. Not perfect, because he can't really shoot like that. But Christian Wood, he's not a great shooter. So, if you play him at power forward and with another center, he can't really space the floor like that. And the best course would be, like, the other, like, the center, the center center can shoot. And if he's playing full-time center, like, the dude's, like, 210 pounds. He's not going to protect the rim. He's not a good defender. Teams are going to kill him in, you know, pick and rolls and whatnot. So he's the bad type of tweener, but, like, he's not a bad player. So I just don't know, like, what he can do to get better, really. Like, he can become a better shooter, I suppose, and that would help. Um, But I just don't know exactly how much better he can get and what he can get better at. Uh, So I'm going to go Kevin Porter Jr. because I think there's a lot of potential there if he can... Like I, like I said, I think his handle's disgusting. I think he's super explosive. Um, if he can make some threes, if he can, you know, if that playmaking is real, I think, I think they're gonna be really fun to watch. So I'm gonna go with Kevin Porter Jr. as their X factor. I'm gonna say, I'm I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna say they're around a 26 win team. So I'm not even gonna bet on that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that. Uh, the next team, the San Antonio Spurs. 29 and a half. 29 and a half. They won 33 last year. They lost to Rosen. Um, what's going on with them? Let me, look, let me just look at what they did last year properly. So they were 21st in offense. 17th in defense. Not great on either end of the floor. So they lost to Rosen, a horrendous defender. Uh, Derek White only played 36 games. He's a good two-way player. Uh, not a lot of injuries, really. Not a lot of injuries. So, next year they're going to have DeJounte, Dwight, um, not Dwight, Derek White, Keldon Johnson. Keldon, jo- Keldon Johnson is the one that popped for them last year. You know, we sat in the bubble a little bit, but last year he really, he really popped up. Um, so... DeJounte, Derek White, Keldon, uh, Poitel, and I'm, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's going to be Thaddeus Young. That would be my guess. They also picked up uh, Zach Collins. They lost Patty Mills as well as DeRose, and they also got Doug McDermott. They drafted Josh, Joshua Primo. Um, and they last year they had Devin Wissell, who, like, if you watch him, he's just a good, solid player. Like, he plays defense. Shoots threes. So he's a good player. Um, did I say they got Doug McDermott? Yeah, they got Doug McDermott. Oh, they also brought back uh, Brent Forbes. Um, their starting lineup is going to be, I think, what I said, DeJounte, Derek, Thaddeus, uh, uh, Poito, and uh, Keldon Johnson. The thing with them is that starting lineup is not a lot of shooting. Like, that young shot 35%, not this last year, but two seasons ago, and he was taking, like, five a game. And last year, he just stopped shooting threes. I don't know what happened there. So, like, 
Thad Young, if he's in the starting lineup, he's going to have to start shooting some threes. I think you're hoping that Keldon becomes a better three-point shooter. And his stroke in the re- in the um, preseason looks pretty good. It looks different, too. So hope maybe if he's like a 35 36% three-point shooter instead of 30%, now you can... And now and if Thad Young's going back to shooting threes, now you have Derek White who can shoot, Keldon who can shoot, Thad Young who can make an open three. Now, now you have three guys that can shoot instead of like three, four below average shooters out there and Poitel who's not a non-shooter. Uh, Joshua Primo, I think, I was going to say he's their X factor, but I don't think he is because I, I doubt he's going to get a lot of minutes. I really do. So my X factor for them is Keldon Johnson. Uh, he's only 22. I think he just turned 22. Last year he was 20, 21, averaging 13, 6, 2 assists. Um, he, fin- he shot 48%, 33% from deep, 74% from the line. He had a 56% true shooting, not bad. Um, not great, but not bad. You know, he gets to the rim all the time. Like, he lives at the rim and in the paint. What is it? Uh, fifth, no, 66% of his shots are in the paint. 66% of his shots in the paint. He took some mid-range. He was pretty good mid-range shooter, but the volume was so little. Um, I think I think he needs to be... I could really see him becoming something. Like, I don't know what yet. An all-star, star, superstar. I don't know about that. But I could really see him becoming something. I'm a big fan of his game. So, he's my he's the guy that I think is going to be a next factor. And... Um, you know, if he can become something, like if he goes from 13 points... Like, also, he only played like, what, 29 minutes a game? So he didn't play a lot of minutes either. What was he per 36? Per 36, he was 16 and 8. 16 and 8, not bad. So if he can become something... And if you also think about it, they lost Patty Mills on defense. And they lost DeRozan on defense. They lost Aldridge completely on defense. They picked up that young, good defender. Portal's going to play more, good defender. Uh, hopefully Derek White is healthy, good defender. DeJounte, elite defender. Keldon, good defender. And Vassell, good defender. I think I see I see the makings of like a top 10 defense right there. Maybe even higher, honestly, like... I think defensively they can they have a lot of potential to be really good. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say their X factor. Okay, Keldon is one. Two, I'm gonna say Zach Collins, because I've always been a big Zach Collins fan. You know, he's got some like shooting touch, not a lot, but some ch- shooting touch. He's he's a great post up player. He can play defense, he can play the four or the five. So, you know, I think Zach Collins is their like uh X factor. Because if he can stay healthy and if he can be what I think he can be, which is like a 13, 14 points, 8, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, protect the rim, shoot a little bit from, you know, like make an open 3 or, you know, shoot from the corners and make like, you know, 35% of them. I think they have, I think they have something there on defense. Um, and I... 29 and a half, I think I go the over on that, honestly. I just trust Pop that much, and I think that that roster is still pretty talented, and I think they have a lot of defensive talent there. So I would say they're like a 35-36 win team. I would go the over on that. Uh, the last team, 
the Dallas Mavericks 48 and a half wins. They won 40, they won 42 last year in a shortened season, obviously. Um, and let's see, who did they lose? They lost Josh Richardson, who gave them absolutely nothing. Well, not really nothing. Not really nothing. You know, he was still a good defender. He still makes mid-range. He still shoots like 90% at the free throw line. So, like, not nothing. He's still a solid play. He just can't shoot threes anymore. He only shot 33% from three. So, essentially wasted possessions. Not really, I guess. Because 33% is what? Like, a 48, 49% like two-point shot. So, but it's not like, it's not what you want. Like, 33% like, we're leaving you open. We're giving you 10 feet of space. We're going to go help off of Luca. We're going to help off of you to go help on Luca. So they lost him. Uh, who else did they lose? No one really. No one really. Yeah, they didn't lose anyone really. So uh, let's see. What, what I'm looking forward for them is can Jalen Green become any, not Jalen Green. Josh Green, can he become anything for them? Because they need, like, badly, like, a second playmaker. a Not, like, a primary ball handler, but, like, a secondary ball handler. And, you know, Jalen Brunson is solid. I think he's a solid backup point guard. But the thing with him and Luka at the same time is just they're so small. Well, not they're so small. He's so small. And I think you need someone a little bit still bigger. And that's how you take advantage of Luka at point guard. Like... You need you need Josh Green at six five to be the to be that fake point guard next to Luca, so you have a secondary ball handler. You have someone that can shoot, that can play defense, and you know can handle the ball sometimes. Some like run some pick and rolls, so Luca doesn't have to do everything all the time. Uh, the other X factor is can Kristaps stay healthy? Like, can he be healthy? Can Kristaps for a whole season be the Kristaps we saw like the second half of? You know, 2019-20, where he was just making threes, getting to the rim seven, eight, nine times a game. You know, rebounding, blocking shots. Can he be that guy? So that's that's their X factor. Those are the two X factors they have. 48 and a half. Let me just let me look at their schedule once again. Because at one point they were horrendous. So let me just look at what they've finished with. Uh, at one point they were... 8 and 13. And that's when, like, COVID was, like, fucking them up. Like, COVID had them in a headlock the entire time. So they were... Uh, actually, that's 5. Let's, actually, let's do... They were 9 and 14. And after that, so they won... What would that be? 33 games? They went 33 and what? 33 and 16. 33 and 16. What is that? What's the winning percentage on that? Let me get my calculator out real quick. 33 and 16. That would be 49. Or 33 divided by 49. So a 67% win percentage. Which would be what? Let's figure this out real quick. 67 would be 55 wins. Do I think they're a 55 win team? I don't. But... That's a big fucking sample size. That's almost 50 games of them being a 55-win team. And if you look at if you look at 
Kristaps' numbers, even though he didn't look right, like offensively he was still there. He was giving you 20 and 10 a game. But the thing was just defensively he wasn't there. And in the playoffs, he just looked slow and unathletic. And I wonder I wonder how different he's going to look this season. Uh, so I would say the over on the 48 and a half. I think 52 wins is what I would say they are. And I haven't picked it yet, but I'm going to go with Luka for MVP. I think he's going to get MVP this year. 52 wins for the Mavericks. Luka MVP. Big year for them. And I honestly think they do have a chance at like making the finals and winning the finals because Luka is that fucking good. You know, like, can Luka and KP, if he's healthy, beat the Lakers? I think so. I think so. I think they can do it. Like, Luka's in that state. Like, Luka's in his 08, 09 LeBron stage already. Like, that's just how good he is right now. Like, he's not as good as 08, 09 LeBron. But, like, that's the type of level he's at right now. Where it's, I can, I can beat anyone. Where I can beat anyone. Just give me some help and I can beat anyone. And, you know, that 0809 LeBron, like, the dude was averaging 40 against the Magic, but he lost to a real team. You know, a team that was complete and he lost to them. So, and Luke, that's, that's what's been happening to Luka right now. He's been averaging, like, 35 against the Clippers. But they're a real team that has not one guy, but two guys. And, uh, you know, Luka hasn't had that. So, I could definitely see Luka... You know, getting to the finals and even winning it really. Like, I don't see the Nets stop. Like, how are the Nets going to stop Luka with the ball 90% of the time? Like, I don't think they can. Um, so, I think I think Luka wins MVP and I think the Mavericks win 52-ish games. And that's all for today. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Won't be the first time that I confess And I think it's time to face it That I hate my ex If you wanna get complacent Think I'll hate you next And I wanna see you naked But I hate safe sex Yeah, show some emotion Make it multiply You don't like the focus Cause I'm in it not your life Show some emotion And I make it multiply You don't like the focus Cause I'm in it not your life Smoking big protein and it's potent. Charles up, now I'm on to the next. Ay. Had a feeling, now I'm on to the next. Ay. And I put you in my songs cause I'm stressed. Either way, it's still fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'ma laugh at your wrongs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put your ass in my arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want it fast, want it long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Deuce, I'm the one, get too far about what you say When I see you, it's like staring at a new face My life changed when I seen you with your new babe It's not the fact you moved on It's the principle Why you talk to bums, treat the Louis like a visitor You say this nigga average and that's just what you like You hate when I ignore you, I have to board my flight this won't be the first time that I confess And I think it's time to face it that I hate my ex If you wanna get complacent, think I'll hate you next And I wanna see you naked, but I hate safe sex Yeah, show some emotion, make it multiply You don't like to focus, cause I'm in it not your life Show some emotion and I make it multiply You don't like to focus, cause I'm in it not your life Ay. 
This won't be the first time that I confess And I think it's time to face it that I hate my ex If you wanna get complacent, think I'll hate you next And I wanna see you naked, but I hate safe sex Yeah, show some emotion, make it multiply You don't like the fucks, cause I'm in and not your life Show some emotion, and I make it multiply You don't like the fucks, cause I'm in and not your life